Welcome to episode number six of The Cycle. Your new is a Baby Blue Memories bringing you these, and uh, we're hoping you're enjoying them. It is a Monday, Championship Monday, or at least what we thought would be three results already given in for Lac St. Louis. Unfortunately, just one, but it was a good one here for our community. We'll look at that, plus two championship games scheduled for tonight, which were originally scheduled for yesterday, but Mother Nature still has a grip, it seems, on those two gold medals, and we're hoping that we're able to award those two medals later on tonight. Uh, U13Bs, in case you haven't heard, have won the Lac St. Louis Regional Championship and are moving on to Provincials. We spoke with uh, head coach Ronnie Stacy. We'll speak a little bit later on. We'll hear what Ronnie had to say on, uh, on behalf of what his Warhawks were able to do uh, this year. Let's take a look at some of the other games that have happened and that are happening. Earlier this weekend, Bantam Shadagi Raiders football featuring Forgotten Hawaii Aronu, a tough 23-14 road loss in the rain. That was yesterday against St. Laurent, the Spartans. The Raiders fall to 1-1. One one. Spartans, one win and one loss. And the Peely Raiders, 80-6. How about that? They were large and in charge from the get-go against St. Lazar Stallions. Mosquitoes and the St. Lazar uh, Stallions were supposed to play as well, but that game got canceled. The Raiders hoping to be back in action this weekend. That would be a home game for them on Saturday at 1 o'clock. Got Milwaukee's uh, girls U-17 soccer team in a battle for first place, taking on the team which currently occupies the top spot at uh, Raymond Pittsfield tonight. That'll be a 9 o'clock start. Got against Mercier. Those two teams separated by six points for first place in the league standings. Now let's take a look at what happened this past weekend and really this past week because two weeks ago here on the show we spoke about how three teams were starting their regional runs and all three believed in themselves and all three believed that they had a good chance. Well all three are going to medal. One already has a gold and the other two are going for gold medal games tonight. That's because Mother Nature decided to step in and make the field conditions unplayable during the U15Bs game. The, the U15s are the home team taking on Soulange in the championship. Uh, they will start that game tonight at 7 o'clock at Brook Park in Pierrefall. And the Warhawks are going to be playing at the beginning of the bottom of the first. They have a runner on first base via a walk. They go and Ordu Daibo walk to lead off the bottom of the first. There will be an 0-1 count on Rojahio Stacy. Because that's when the umpires just said, this is unplayable. And to be honest, when we looked at Park uh, Bedard Field yesterday, when we left, it, it almost resembled like a bit of a swimming pool on the infield. So we're really hoping that uh, the game scheduled there for tonight, which we'll get into a little bit later, is able to get through as well. Uh, but that U15 team, they are 5-0, and unbeaten in this uh, tournament, unbeaten in these regionals. Of course, a spot for provincials on the line. U15B's 12-2 winners over the Pierre Fall Red Sox. 10-6, they beat the first-place team of the regular season, the St. Laurent Retro Crush, and then a 12-3 win over the DDO Royals. So that put them into the quarterfinals where they mercy ruled the St. Laurent Green team 13-3, and then a 7-3 win against the DDO Blue Jays. This team, by the way, is given up less than one run per inning in this tournament, which is just unbelievable. In fact, it's very rarely even heard of 
for a team to be giving up this few runs per game. So that team of aces, really, with three legitimate number ones and then a couple of other players who you can throw in there uh, to pitch, they look like they look like they're focused and ready to go to the gold. Uh, they have, of course, shut out Soulange for the first inning of that game, and they'll resume things tonight in the bottom of the first. Uh, head coach John Mayo spoke about spoke about his team's outlook on the final. Tonight, our game will be held at Brook in Pierfont. We're going for gold. We continue with the same game as yesterday. One man on base, one man up. The other team, three up, three down, we got them on. My kids are happy. They're looking forward to it. There should be no reason we don't take home the gold, man. You sound really, really pumped there. But uh, the big question I think we all have, is, especially when you're that geared up and charged up and ready to play a championship game, and then suddenly something which you can't control takes over was, Will the rainout affect his team? The only difference about the rainout game from yesterday is they had one pitcher uneligible to pitch because he overpitched the last game and needed two days rest. So with the rainout game, he'll be eligible to pitch today. But I'm not worried about it. My team can hit. My team can play. I have faith in them. Of course, the U15Bs, by the way, that confidence, it's not exactly for no reason because they won the regular season championship last year. And we're 10-1 this year before we moved up to A. Again, that'll be a 7 o'clock start in Pierrefonds at Brook Park. U15B Warhawks going for the gold against Soulange, who uh, actually had a runner on second base. There was a leadoff double. And then with a 2-0 count, by the way, they decided to send this guy over to third base. They were order behind the plate, uh, Daibo behind the plate, threw the runner out going to third, and then back-to-back strikeouts led us to what was the end of the top of the first. They got a four-pitch walk issued out to the aforementioned Diable to start the bottom of the first. And then an o, uh, the first pitch of the at-bat to Roja Hio uh, Stacy was fouled off. And then the umpires just said, you know, that that's it. <laughs> and I thought it was a good decision on their part. Uh, Sulamos, by the way, coming into this game, also 5-0. Their last game was an 8-7 win over the Surwa Orioles. So that should be an interesting one. They're going to be playing in the bottom of the first, and we'll see if Sumalos' pitching staff gets a little bit of a jolt because of the access pit, excess pitching in which uh, their pitcher pitched Friday against the Surwa Orioles. U18s. So this team has had a little bit of a roller coaster-ish start to this uh, tournament. Uh, they lost via a forfeit against Sulange, a game which they were winning, by the way. They were up 7-6 in the bottom of the fifth when a player got thrown out. And here is head coach Jesse Lahash on how that unfolded. And it's not it's not like a regular season where you can kind of get away with having eight and just having two play in the outfield, which, by the way, is like a recipe for disaster if that ball gets by your infield. And so with that, the Warhawks were automatically disqualified, and Soulange was given a 7-0 win. So what that ended up doing was it relegated the Warhawks to pretty much finish fourth out of five teams in their division because another team in their division, the Surwa Red Sox, folded all of their games. So all opponents who they had were given 7-0 wins. 
So two of the teams that were given 7-0 wins in their division were the other two teams who the Warhawks finished tied with at one win, one loss. Now, would you know that uh, the league doesn't look at runs for, runs against differential during the round robin for these tiebreakers. It's about the minimum amount of runs which you give up per inning. So because the Warhawks were declared 7-0 losers to Sulaus, Sulaus was declared as giving up zero runs over a complete seven-inning ballgame, as were the other two teams who were awarded those round-robin victories, if you will, over the Serval Red Sox. So even though the Warhawks came out, looked very businesslike in their 15-6 win over St. Lazar, finished with the same record as the Mustangs, and were awarded fourth out of five teams. So here they go, coming up against St. Laurent, which was, which was really like a, an 8 versus 9 elimination game to see who moves on to the quarterfinals. Kobe Lahash jumps, literally hurdles a guy at second base to steal. Hurdle jumps right over him, something I don't think I've ever seen before. Instead of sliding underneath the second baseman, this young man jumped over the second baseman to get the steal. So they went 13-1. And they move on to the quarterfinals against the Lachine A's. And after one inning, the Warhawks are shut out. The A's have a 5-0 lead. And it was time for the Warhawks to dig deep. Here's what Coach Lahash had to say about that. And that pitching staff held the A's to one run in the last five innings of play. Warhawks 9-6 winners to move on to the semifinals, which was a little bit less, uh, dare I say, climatic, as they ended up uh, topping the DDO Royals 15-3. And that means the Warhawks are right here. The championship game against, wouldn't you know it, a team who they've played twice against and have not been able to complete a game, the Sulawes Cougars. Now, we mentioned the last game was called because of a disqualification. The Warhawks had a player that was ejected, so they weren't able to finish the game. The first game these two teams went head-to-head, Suarez was caught using what was uh, alleged to be T-balls and and had to forfeit the match in the top of the fifth, or in the bottom of the fifth, sorry. And you know what the score was? 7-6 Warhawks. You know what the score was of the game where the round-robin game where the Warhawks had to forfeit. It was 7-6 Warhawks. Let's hope we can go past four innings tonight. Uh, here's what uh, Lahash had to say, however, about his team going into tonight's matchup, especially with uh, the rain the rain out and now this being moved back another 24 hours. start time tonight uh, at uh, Park Bedard, which is hopefully going to look more like a baseball field rather than a pool like it did at the the end of the bottom of the first yesterday uh, for the U15 Bantams. By the way, what what Coach Lahash was alluding to, uh, Cayman Dido not going to be able to make it tonight. He's a a valuable member for that team. And Dutta's Cross, who unfortunately was injured, in uh, the quarterfinals, I believe, against the Lachine or the semis, sorry, check that, the semifinals on Thursday night against the DDO Royals. So those two are out. 
but they will get Max Goodleaf back to dress for tonight's game. So hopefully the U18s and the U15s can pull off gold medal victories. Again, those start times, the U15s are in Pierre Fall at Brook Park tonight at 7 o'clock against Sioux Lounge. They will start, by the way, in the bottom of the first with the runner on. So if you get there at like 6.50 and you see that the Warhawks already have a runner on first base, don't be confused. And don't forget the Warhawks will be the home team. And then at 7.45 tonight, Park Bedard, St. Lazar, Warhawks, U18s playing against Soulange. Uh, they will be the road team, and nobody has any runners aboard, though, for that one. So that should be a fun seven, some fun one, I should say, 7.45 start time. And now we'll look at the team which has already completed their uh, Lac St. Louis regionals, the U13Bs. What an unbelievable year this team had. It was speaking of roller coasters, this team was three and four at one point. They had just dropped a 15 to 12 game against the previously unbeaten West Island Red Sox, who they were playing. They just lost a 15 12 decision there. Went into Lachine to take on the Lachine A's. The Lachine A's were actually given an extra run in that game. So it was 11-10 heading into the open inning for the A's when realistically we we looked through the game fill and everything. It should have been 10-10. Warhawks come back. They score four runs. They hold the A's in check. They go to 500. I don't know if anyone in their wildest dreams would have thought this would have led to a 6-0 demolition of their opponents in the Lac St. Louis Regionals where they outscored their six opponents by a combined 32 runs. That's over five runs a game, folks. And it started off very, very well. They scored the first nine runs against the Shattuck Red Sox. They won that one 14-7. The second game, they were on the road. They were considered the road team for the game against St. Lazar Gray, who, by the way, is a powerhouse, 13-2 in their division. They scored five runs in the first and never trail in the game, 2013-11. And then the, the real... Interesting point, the real interesting game came later on against the Shattagee Red Sox Blue. We'll call them the Blue Sox for short because, please, I'm not saying Red Sox Blue more than once on this broadcast. Uh, so the two teams go in, and the game is tied 1-1 after the first inning. And then the starting pitcher for the Red Sox Blue, oh, there's twice, th strikes out seven straight Warhawks. Seven straight. But the last two batters who he, which he faced... Jackson Norton, Lily Barnes, take him eight pitches each. So he has to throw 16 pitches to get these two players. And now he's at 54 pitches for the game. And remember, this is when the Blue, the Blue Sox have to play the next day if they win. So anything over 55 pitches, that pitcher cannot pitch. So it's a fork in the road moment right here. And he comes out. And then the Warhawks end the game on a 6-0 run. Win the game 8-7. By the way, the Gunnawagi pitching staff in the clutch came up huge in that inning. Including the open inning where they held the Blue Sox to zero. They held the Blue Sox to zero for the final two innings. And that brought us to the game against Mercier the following day. Now, Mercier was 16-1 coming into this game. 16-1! And they, the Rays actually maxed out in the first. It was 5-4 heading into the top of the second. When Dustin Dahoe Gabriel became like a YouTube sensation, hitting a home run over the 260 sign in center field at the hospital ball field. That ball left the park. 
And the Warhawks did not look back after that. They won 14-7. Then they win 13-2 against St. Lazar Red in the semifinals. And then the final game yesterday against the Pierre Fallen Yankees. You know what? This team dug deep because for two to three innings, they did not look like they could solve the Yankees pitching staff. But Jaden Norton, Casey Dalabus were dynamite on the mound. And then they sent it to Jackson Norton to close. And he did his thing, not giving up a run. So this team winning 15-9 over Pierre Fallen yesterday. Here's what Ronnie Stacy had to say about what it felt like to win. kids grow, learn their positions, gain confidence in the game, more than a handful or first year or second year baseball players with the rest being athletes from other sports because their sports were shut down and then finding a passion for baseball, fighting at the beginning of the year just to keep our team above 500 in the standings and then powering through to finish in the top five on Island League was crazy amazing. Every one of these players were able to find their strengths, stand out. We get to the regionals to go 5-0 and in the opening in the tournament play to get to the final, and then blast the Yankees who finished first place in our division. Yeah, that's right. Pierre Fall won the head-to-head meeting in the regular season with the Warhawks 12-3. But the Warhawks put up 15 yesterday and looked like a team that was way different than any team we've seen in the regionals. So that means Gahnawagi moves on to the provincials, representing Lac St. Louis. Uh, the B tournament would be will be held in Varenne, which is on the 30, but you have to go east rather than go west. The Warhawks uh, coach told us what he thought about his team uh, going into the provincials, which would happen in a couple of weeks' time. These guys are, they played with the best. They played against the best on the West Island. We proved ourselves in the regionals. There's maybe two teams in all of our that have scored more runs than us, and most of them have played 20 games to our 17-18. I'm not too sure, but do we have a chance? I think there's going to be some teams that will give us a run for our money, but if we show up with a game that I know we have and that I know they can play, I don't think there's anybody that's going to be able to touch us. Going from the pitch count, it's going to be it's going to be a crazy challenge for me to figure this out and to play five games in three days and be on their pitch count. But I think they got a chance. And uh, that will start on September 10th at 5:30. They got their first game, and that'll be against the champions from Utaway, the Durev Giants. Uh, to prove more, like to Ronnie's point, those last two games against Pierre Fall and St. Lazar, in those two games, every single member of the Warhawks had a base hit. Each player on the Warhawks in the last two games had at least one base hit. That shows you that the team was that team has come ready to play. And uh, we're hoping to get the guys together for what hopefully, let's knock on wood, could be like a tri-league championship celebration. Good luck to the U15B Warhawks. Remember, they play tonight, 7 p.m. at Brook Park in Pierrefall against Soulange.
But they're not starting the game from the top. They're going to start it in the bottom of the first with one runner on first and an 0-1 count on Rojo Stacy. 7 o'clock start there in Pierrefall. 7.45 tonight in St. Lazar at Park Bedard. U18 Warhawks taking on the Soulange. Good luck both teams. We're hoping that we're going to be able to get the guys together again tomorrow to possibly poke up, pump up a, a three-peat and everything like that. I know, I know, Brandon. Let's hold our horses here. We're four hours away or so from getting these games started. So good luck to everybody, and uh, we're going to speak to you again, if not tomorrow, in two weeks' time with a recap of the provincials as well as the regionals for the girls' teams, which will get started in the next week. I'm Brandon Bordo. Thank you very much for joining us here on Episode 6 of The Cycle on Eway.